Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us on today's special episode of The Capitalist Investor. I'm Mark Tepper, joined by Derek Gabrielson. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. So, um, you know, obviously, this is a special episode. So uh, we want to stay on top of all of the headline current events that are happening. And obviously, coronavirus and the economic shutdown is still front and center, D. So let, let's – I want to talk about that today. Yeah. Let's uh... – it's uh, quickly becoming a, a major concern, and I think it's um, one of the most important topics, obviously, outside of everyone's health. You know, I think, um, I think really just everyone is, especially in Ohio. You know, we're in Ohio right now, um, really doing a, a good job of trying to, to social distance as, as best they can. Yep. Um, if we have to social distance um, even further, you know, hopefully we can keep these shows going. We got a plan in place for that. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoys, uh, you know, kind of listening to to what we have to say about all these current events. And man, Mark, they just keep coming and coming and coming. So um, they, yes, yes. I mean, it continues. It, and you know, I think what I want to focus on for today's show, so that we can be pretty specific, D. Yep. Uh, and keep it brief, is I want to focus on small businesses. So I, I want to base our entire conversation around how small businesses are being impacted during this economic shutdown and what that means for the economy in the long run. Okay. Um, with that in mind, let's just, you know, I'll set the stage by, by kind of mentioning a few things that I want to make sure we talk about. Uh, so first things first, I talked with about, I believe it was 20 business owners this week. Local business owners, all Ohio-based, so this is not representative of what's happening across the country necessarily, so my sample size is just from the state of Ohio. I would assume that this probably applies nationwide right now, but let's just, let's just say for the sake of argument that uh, this, the sample size is just Ohio-based. Of those 20 business owners, 17 of them told me on the phone that they are, they are actively shedding payroll immediately. Some have already done it. They've cut their entire company's wages by X percent. They are, they've already laid people off. They are in the process of furloughing people. Do you, do you know what furloughing is? That's the new word. Yeah, the new F word that <laughs> yeah. no one likes to talk about. Right. So, you know, furloughing, for those of you who don't know what it is, is you essentially uh, put someone on unemployment benefits, right, mm-hmm. with the ability to come back. Right. They're not terminated for any reason other than you have a serious financial event going on within your business and you're unable to make payroll, right? right? So you, you furlough people. So people are talking about furloughing individuals. They're talking about rolling furloughs, you know, across the entire company. Two people a month, every single month, right? Until right. the economy gets back on its feet. So these are the things that are happening right now. And in my conversation with small business owners, uh, I, I can sense the anxiety. And some of them have point blank told me uh, that they're not sleeping at night because they, they know that this is on the horizon. They have yeah. to do this, right? They're not sleeping. And they also know that despite the fact that they have to go back to every single one of their employees, let some people go, cut everyone's pay, so on and so forth, they know that this is just the beginning of those cuts. Right. There's more to come. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, so I want to talk, the only thing I've really heard so far, D, and I've heard speculation about helping small businesses, but nothing concrete. All of the help so far has been geared towards the employees. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yep. Right. 
So all the help so far has been, we will double down on your unemployment benefits, mm-hmm. right? We will give you paid sick leave, right? I mean, what are some of the other things you've heard? The, uh, the good old helicopter money. So, yeah. you know, money kind of dropping from the sky. Yep. I've heard that in the range of um, $1,000 a person and $500 per kid. And um, with a, a kind of scaling it back at $75,000 of income. That blows my mind. Yeah. So let's assume you're making $200,000 a year. If you lose your job, how much are you making, Derek? Zero. Why are those people being penalized? Um, because of our wonderful political system. Because of the socialist <laughs> input? Yeah, no question about it. Wow. Unbelievable. So um, let's, I want to walk you through some SBA stats, the Small Business Administration, because some of our listeners might not be aware of the impact that small businesses have on our economy. So let me just walk you through this. So small, a small business is considered a business with 500 or fewer employees, just, right. just to put that in perspective. Small businesses make up 99.7% of U.S. employer firms, 99.7%. It's a lot. (laughs) It's almost 100, right? (laughs) Small businesses make up 64% of net new private sector jobs. So 64% of the new jobs that are being added come from small businesses. So all those great payroll numbers that we've been seeing quarter after quarter after quarter. They're 64% of them can be attributed to small businesses. Right. Yep. Which I think is one of the, the things that's most overlooked when, when we're talking about all these things. Yep. Is how vital it is to the growth of the country. Yep. And all those top line numbers that everyone talks about, you know, they're all started at that small business level. Right. Okay. Um, Small businesses make up 49.2% of total private sector employment. 50%. 50%. Okay? <laughs> of all those jobs that exist, small businesses are responsible for just under 50% of them. So, D, when you look at this, if small business, so again, all the help has been geared towards helping the individual. And one of the guys that's just irritating me more than the rest right now is Schumer. Schumer and all his cronies, right? I saw some tweets, I don't know, probably within the last week or so, where he was essentially saying, no help for the businesses. We would rather double down on unemployment. Right. And I'm taking that out of context. I'm sure he said it somewhat differently, but not, maybe not doubling down on unemployment, you know ramping up unemployment benefits, whatever, whatever terms he used. And, and I was having conversations over the last few days with people about those comments. And I said, what do you think about that? How would we be as a society if everybody was unincentivized to go to work and everybody was living off unemployment benefits? Is that a healthy society? No, that's become pretty apparent pretty quickly. <laughs> that is not a healthy way for us to operate. No, now, beyond that, D, you know, let's just take ourselves as an example and let's assume that we are unemployed. Okay. Right. And you're getting your $400 a week or whatever the unemployment benefit is in your state. 
Do you think you want to stay home and collect that check, or would you rather go to work? I would much rather go to work. I, I would too, and I would, I would assume <laughs> that most people would rather be at work, right? right? And by you know, addressing the unemployment issue and, and making the decision just to ramp up unemployment benefits, you're disincentivizing our economy, you know, the individuals in the economy, and you're not solving the real problem because those people are going to be on unemployment forever and ever and ever if small businesses go bankrupt. Yeah, and you can see that through the numbers just with all of the people coming off the sidelines to work that were not counted in the unemployment numbers before. You can see them coming off the sidelines over the last uh, three years, basically, to, to get out there. And, and that was a huge part of, of stimulating the economy in that time period. Oh, without a doubt. So let's go back to the 50% of jobs can be attributed to small businesses. Okay, 50% of, of the jobs that are out there. The, look at the, the, the local pizza shops, right? Uh, bakeries, um, ice cream stores, candy stores, dry cleaners. You, you look at all these local small businesses, and those are probably the smallest examples because those are you know, probably sub $1 million of revenue. Mm-hmm. But then let's even go up a tier. Right. And let's look at maybe some tool and die shops. Let's look at some, you know, quote unquote, widget manufacturing companies that are prop maybe in that one to five million range mm-hmm. as, as far as total revenues go. Right. Let's just for a second speculate. Right. And let's just let's assume for the sake of doing this math that approximately 20 percent of those small businesses go under. OK. OK. If 20% go under, what is 20% of 50%? Uh, 20% of 50%. This is, is not hard math, Derek. 10%. <laughs> so if 50% of the jobs come from, the, from small businesses and 20% of those small businesses go bankrupt, you could be looking at an increase in the unemployment rate of 10%. Easily. Right. So we're, we've already been at a low of about three and a half, right. right? You throw another 10 on top of that, we're at 13 and a half. So when Mnuchin said, if we don't fix this problem, 20% unemployment is a possibility, that is a real possibility. Yeah, for sure. No question. Uh, and anyone that, that is discounting what's going on and thinks that we're not going to hit 10% unemployment. This is only going to get to four and a half, five and a half, seven and a half. I think they're completely wrong. Yep. And, and I think a lot is going to have to do obviously with the length of the, you know, the shutdown time. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's really one of the main things causing a lot of the, the panic out there is because no one can see the end in sight, right? No one knows what it's going to be. If there was a finite time frame, things would be different. Yep. If there were a 30-day lockdown and small businesses knew that they would be up and running on day 31, they might not fire anybody. Right. They might just furlough the entire team for, for the next 30 days. Hey, everyone go collect unemployment for the next 30 days. No one's fired. It's going to suck for all of us, but we're going to be up and running on day 31. Exactly. We have had nothing like that. We have zero visibility. So, so small businesses... Like I said, D, at the beginning of our, our, our episode here, they're already executing. They're already executing. And there's plans for, for further execution. Yeah, for sure. Right? We need speed right now. Yes. We need speed. Yeah. And, and we need to make this indefinite time frame definite. 
you know, we need to know how long, uh, you know, small businesses are going to be stuck in this, this awful situation. So, you know, this is a time when Americans need to stop pointing the fingers at each other. We need to stop pointing the fingers at, you know, the quote unquote rich business owner, you know, the quote unquote 1%, Mm -hmm. the successful, the wealthy, the business owners have to stay in business. They have to succeed without the business owner. All you have left is unemployment benefits. There's no question about that. That, That's why we need, we need some action and we need some clarity. Whenever there is no clarity, that's when the real panic sets in. All right, Derek, here's an example for you. All right. Let's assume you're an executive with a company and you're making $100,000 a year. Okay. Okay. And um, you've got a couple options here, right? You either get fired mm-hmm. and you go on an unemployment and you collect 400 bucks a week, or you sit at home for a month, you collect unemployment, and then you go back to work on day 31. Which would you take? I would take the second one. Okay. <laughs> I think most people would, right? Yeah. And that's, that's what we need. We as Americans, we need to understand that um, stimulus geared towards the employee is not, going to, is not going to conserve or preserve the jobs, right. right? And we need to make sure that we're taking care of the business owner. I would rather not helicopter drop money to every individual in America. I would rather helicopter drop money to the business owners so that the business owners can look their employees in the eye and say, we're continuing to operate as is. Yep. You're all still employed. We're going to make it through this. We got assistance from the government, however that might be. Right. Um, and what, one of the things I've heard, Derek, is really the, the best thing I've heard is forgivable loans for businesses. Right. Where as long as they don't shed payroll, the government will eat that loan, right? Right. You've exactly. heard that? Mm-hmm. And I think, um, uh, I'm not a huge fan, but Marco Rubio um, has been saying some smart things on Twitter lately. Um, but that, that was essentially a uh, plan that, that I saw him lay out. Uh, I'm not sure if he was the one that came up with it or not. But basically, he said, hey, if you're, you're, pay, if you're a business owner and your payroll is, I think he used 15000 and your, your payroll is 15,000 bucks for the next uh, six weeks. The, and he was proposing you could go to a bank and do this. I don't know how they would roll that out so quickly. But basically, the government will give you 15,000 bucks. And if you use that for payroll, like you say you're going to, and, and they'll be able to check that through uh, basically your tax returns, then that is basically a for- forgivable grant. You yes. Know, the, the government helped you keep your business open. The government helped you not lay off those people. And those people still got their paychecks. Yep. Um, on the other side of that, you know, on the other side of six weeks, then hopefully when things get back to normal, everyone's still employed. Um, the, the business doesn't have a $15,000 loan to pay. And they're hopefully good to go moving forward. Yep. So, I, I mean, I like that idea, right? And I mentioned in a prior episode, Derek, that I did not like the idea of giving these small businesses loans that they were required to pay back out of future cash flow. I did did not like it's not fair because they didn't close themselves down. (laughs) Right. So now all of a sudden, you know, they've got to take one fourth of their free cash flow every single month and, and throw that towards paying down a loan over the next five or 10 years. That's not cool. Yeah. Creating more problems. Exactly. And that'll just slow the economy even more. Um, 
Look, I want to wrap this thing up shortly, but I, I want to hit on one more, just one more point as it relates to, to small businesses. Okay. Right. So I, I t- as I said, I talked with about 20 small business owners this week. Um, one of them said something that really struck a nerve. Okay. And I want to walk you through what he said to me. And, and I will call this, you know, our, our mental health awareness moment. Okay. And, and here's what he said. He said, Mark, 10 years from today, you'll only hear about the deaths from the virus. What no one's ever going to talk about, and you'll never hear these numbers, you'll never hear about the mental health deterioration, which includes treatment, hospitalization, and even death resulting from despair that comes from this economic shutdown. And I think that is something that is being completely overlooked right now, right? The longer this thing drags on where we are operating at, I mean, Derek, let's face it. We, we can't speak for every single state, but we can speak for what's going on in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Would you agree that we are 80% shut down? Oh, yeah. You, I mean, you, you can just tell just looking out your window. It, it's, it's an eerie feeling. Yeah. yeah so we're, 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 we're shut down. We're 80% shut down. Would you rather be 100% shut down for the next month or 80% shut down for perpetuity? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was in the same boat. <laughs> you know, I saw some of your tweets. I, I'd much prefer just to, to rip the Band-Aid off. Hey, you know, 30 days, severe lockdown, um, everyone stay healthy, mm-hmm. give the, the medical field what they need so they're not overwhelmed. And then on the other side, we'll, we'll, we'll get out of it. That right. seemed like a better plan than, oh, we'll see how it goes today and, and then, then try to change yep. uh, where we need to. And, and that's kind of what, what's been going on. Yeah. So, you know, I, I read you the quote that, that was essentially spoken to me from, from a business owner that I'm, uh, that I'm close to. The purpose of that is just to explain, and I'm not trying to make light of the virus by any means. It, it sounds like it's pretty nasty. It's pretty severe. I'm not trying to make light of the virus, but I do want all of our listeners to understand that you cannot be myopic. You cannot put your blinders on and say, by us doing this, we are going to save you know 25,000 American lives without really looking at what are you doing in order to save those lives. Right. What are the consequences of saving those lives? And again, I'm again, I'm not trying to make light of the virus and I'm not saying that, you know, this is wrong or right. I just want people to be aware it it is right to save lives, but you do have to look at the other side of the equation because equations balance out, right? So there is a cost associated with doing that and, you know, this business owner associate of mine did bring to my attention yesterday uh, something that um you know, really struck a nerve for me, which is there is a, there's a byproduct, there is a consequence of, of, of this economic shutdown. And the longer it lasts, the more severe those consequences are going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So let's kind of wrap up. Uh, like I've said in our, our past episodes, we, uh, we're going to do everything we can to get out in front of this and, and stay in communication with each and every one of you, even if that means dropping special episodes along the way. If you have any questions, feel free to, uh, to email Derek or myself. You can shoot us an email at info at swpconnect.com. That is info at swpconnect.com. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Talk to you soon.